1: Marathon Week has come to a conclusion, well kind of, I guess we got Raw tomorrow night, but uh, WrestleMania 37, officially now history, both nights in the books, Top Rope Nation, episode 204, here to break it all down for you, my name's Ryan Drosty. I got three great guests on the line with me this evening actually two of them are my usual co-host one great guest on the line who i will introduce here momentarily but uh just like last night we're streaming on youtube we are on facebook we're on twitter so wherever you're at let us know what you thought wrestlemania 37 night two tonight we'll try to get your comments included on the show as we go and mr kyle ross making your return you were here with me last night uh how you doing this evening a few drinks in did you take it easy tonight no i've had zero drinks
0: today believe it or not i'll probably change that over the course of the show um you know as i texted you earlier today second a shot number two had me feel a little weird for a while this afternoon but you knew i was gonna
1: show up i've never no show to booking (laughs) before i i am very very happy kyle Not only to hear that you're feeling well and that you could join us, but I'm very happy that you brought that up because I was going to ask you, how are you feeling from your second COVID shot? And then I was going to ask, is this going to have to be the second flu pod? (laughs) There we go. I had it ready to go. The second flu pod in Top Rope Nation history. Was I going to have to carry you through this? But no, you're feeling good
0: look at that face
1: it's beautiful (laughs) be that not just (laughs) tremendous justin joint's idea there by the way
0: that's what i I look like about eh, 3 p.m eastern today
1: that's what i look like (laughs) when it's uh i haven't watched wrestling all week and uh you know midnight almost so yes the flu pod not so much you're feeling good That's good i'm glad you're fully vaccinated we're getting closer to uh to reuniting the pod in person and justin joint Also back with us here, our usual third man on Top Rope Nation. You weren't able to join us last night. I know you watched night one. Eager to get your takes tonight. How are you feeling tonight? How are you doing?
2: Feeling good. Ready to go. WrestleMania weekend, man.
1: Let's go. (laughs) Absolutely. And joining us as the guest tonight, we had two great guests last night. We got a new guy tonight actually making his debut on Top Rope Nation. Now, me and him have talked for... Couple of years now, I want to say sure. on Twitter, we've known known each other for a while, but never got him on the show. So I was glad that we were able to work this out, Mister Michael Wiseman from Wrestling Inc. Mike, how's it going tonight? Going great. Great to be
3: here. Thank you all for having me. I just want to say, talking about a marathon of WrestleMania nights, y'all have a marathon of an intro. I was <laughs> like, we're doing that. We do the countdown, and then there's like the graphic, and then there's the countdown built into your bumper, and then there's like the final bumper that's got all the tags <laughs> from the guests and I, I'm not supposed to open up this by burying the show that I'm on am I. That's not how this works, <laughs> right. Sorry. No, I am we, very I like to, to be go here, big
1: time, man. We're all but about so, the I was like,. Way.
3: Yeah, just keep it going, man. I'm like, come on, we're going to do another one of these. No, I'm really excited to be here. Um, Great to meet you, Kyle. Great to meet you, Justin and Ryan. It's actually awesome to do something with you after being Twitter friends for uh, quite some time and hanging out in the same circles, same people, journalists, wrestling, Twitter, all that jazz. Absolutely. It
0: it was actually our goal to beat the length of the Johnny Depp inspired (laughs) WrestleMania intro. That that's our goal on the show. We wanted to go longer than that for sure.
1: It was yeah, a bit. You got opinion. it. Well, almost, almost, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you have never listened to Top Rope Nation weekly podcast, we've been doing this since 2016. If you're listening to the podcast version, please subscribe wherever you're getting your podcast. And if you're here with us live tonight on YouTube. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button, like the video. There's a thousand live post shows probably going on right now, so the more likes we can get on this video, the better to uh, increase our reach. You know, for this for this post show with WrestleMania 37. So, what we like to do right off the bat is grade the show. We did this last night. We we're very high. On what we saw with WrestleMania Night One, um, I was very high on WrestleMania Night One. I gave the first grade last night, so I'm going to throw it around the horn first and see where you guys come in, and I'll go last. Kyle Russ, A through F, what do you give Night Two of WrestleMania 37?
0: I'll go the exact same B. B, I th- th- like yeah, okay. I, I think it was pretty comparable. I of <laughs> course reserve the right to uh, change these grades. Yes, at any point in the rest of my life
1: or start grading on a curve as i have to do right Mm -hmm. (laughs) michael what what do you give it man i don't know i didn't get
3: to grade last night i probably would have given last night uh i would have given last night an a i think i think b is a little bit harsh i think i'm coming in at a b plus because that first hour was a little bit touch and go but i i don't know i think from 9 to 11 eastern time that was an a show to me um i just think the front end of it brought it down just a smidge
1: Mm -hmm. justin
2: um there's certainly stuff I do not like about the show tonight. Um on the plus side, the stuff I didn't like is uh fuel for comedy fodder for us to make fun of. Um, but I'd say anytime uh you finish a wrestling show and you could point to, and this is me personally, three matches that I'm ready to rewatch right now. That's a pretty good wrestling show. So I, I I'm gonna I can't go any lower than an A-.
1: Ooh. Very nice. I have
2: a question though. Do we grade on a curve, what I
3: call the Hulk Hogan curve, which is any show with Hulk Hogan gets dropped down a few letter grades by association, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's true you All right, y'all. That's... I mean, we, we got to, you know, anyway.
1: Hmm. <laughs> I. Where would I be? All right. I've been I've been be- kind of debating this because I didn't like the opening of the show, as we're gonna get into at all. But then I agree with Michael, like that middle part of the show, it was very, very good. It, there's a lot of ebbs and flows of this. It was low, then it was high through the middle, then it dipped again, and then I liked the main event for the most part. I think I'm gonna give it a B minus tonight. I'll come in at wow. a B minus. Hmm. I gave last night an A, uh B minus for me on wow. this one.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go B minus because I refuse to let anyone actually have a lower grade than me <laughs> on
1: any grading system. <laughs> Dude, I told I'm you to the <laughs> <stage>. <laughs> uh, one the the now,
3: Which one of you is the uh, the Scrooge of the group, and which one of you is the nice guy? Every every pod has has the uh, the tough salesman, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's usually Kyle is the uh, the lowest grade for us, but uh, I was I was very negative on the beginning of that show, so it's going to make it hard for me to give this much higher than that. Greg's lower though. Uh, Greg in the chat (laughs) on YouTube C plus he says, other than whatever the F that fiend match was, there needed to be some kind of jolt. No big surprises needed one more thing to just lead into tomorrow night. That's Uh, Greg longtime supporter.
0: I like how you can type curse words on this. Good stuff. That's a very high high grade from Greg, by the way, a C plus.
1: Yeah. A friend of Kyle's. So you would know, Mm -hmm. uh, Rich B, he enjoyed night too. If you're in the chat, if you're watching, wherever you're at, YouTube, Facebook, um, Twitter as well, through Periscope, let us know. Comment and uh we'll get you included on the air. Yeah, just I think Periscope is broken. I don't think Periscope is a thing anymore. Just it is be actually, with. believe it or not. Uh oh, is it it's connected with Twitter? I didn't think it was either. But so this was the first time we used StreamYard last night. And so then I went to our Twitter page afterwards because I kept talking about On air, I was like, reply to the tweet, reply to the tweet. And then I felt dumb when I looked because it was still that like periscope.tv or whatever it is. It's embedded, like the video is embedded through there. I don't know. I thought it. Was, I, I
3: think it. Like, I think it SA ended too. in March. I think. I think you're close. You just missed the mark. It just didn't make it to WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah.
1: So somehow okay. they're they're streaming through there. That's how the video feed works. I guess. I don't know.
3: What but. does it take to get an A on this show? Like y'all are some tough
1: critics. Like what we is it? Show. Tough. I, I, we, hey, we're we're objective. <laughs> just I God. gave it an A. Hey, like yeah. I said, I gave it an A last night. So I, I was a- feeling good last night. I don't know, I, man.
0: I've, I, I've I seen just, A wrestling shows before. I don't think that, that – I, I don't think you should give a lot of A's. It's just like when people have like 40 matches in a year rated four and a half stars. Time mm-hmm. to rework the system, pal.
2: Okay. I, I want to <laughs> clarify my A minus, especially considering my my two co-hosts' uh, haterade rating of a B minus. <laughs> haterade here we go if 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 this exact show was like in the thunderdorm thunderdome with <laughs> Thunder all Dorm. The, i love the it <laughs> that would be better
1: actually yes. with <laughs> all the
2: monitors and just the people i would grade it lower but it you know it gets a big bump for me with the atmosphere and the lighting and the fireworks and just the entire
0: extravaganza that alexa bliss having black goo pour out of her face <laughs> oh dear <Love> god it.
1: <laughs> dear god oh uh, yeah. what
0: about my things about ready to yell hold on Oh, it didn't. The Alexa.
1: <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> got to put that on mute. Uh, Michael Jenkinson, patron of the show. Michael Jenkinson, B plus. He enjoyed the show. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, to, I have I to think, mention him later. I didn't think it was bad by any means. Uh, you know, for me, like a B minus is a good wrestling show. I just feel like it wasn't as good as Night One, and I gave Night One an A, so it's definitely below that. And the beginning of the show really soured me a lot. Like it took me. It took me a while to get back into it because of the beginning, because I was so upset about the beginning. If you followed me on Twitter, you know why. So B minus is about the best I can do. But let, yeah, let us know in the in the chat what you all think. We're actually going to start with the main event because it was kind of a shocking finish. Uh, you know, going in, if we were doing our prediction show, we could talk about they could have gone a, a number of directions here, but it's the last match of the night. It's WrestleMania. Kyle, you were shocked and I know you got something to say. So let's, let's start with this main event.
0: No, I don't think I was shocked per se. It was pretty ballsy to have Roman pin both guys at once because, you know, we were talking about last night in the wake of Lashley McIntyre. Where do you go next Mm -hmm. with the title? Like who's the next logical? Are they just going to kind of like hand wave that finish away and still have drew be the number one contender or what? Like, There is a real argument out there, and I want to hear what you guys have to say. Have they booked Roman Reigns too strong over the last eight months? Because who do they got? Like, as the match was coming to its conclusion, I, again, and I want to hear what you guys have to say, I was thinking, all right, Roman's probably going to pin Brian, and then they're going to come back with Roman Edge as a single maybe at this WrestleMania backlash show. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, my God, you just had a heel pin two guys at once. It's an interesting uh, path forward. I think on this side of the uh,
1: WWE ledger. Yeah. Michael, where do you think they go from here? And what did you think of that finish?
0: <clears throat> I love the
3: match. I loved the finish. I, I thought it felt epic in a way that only a major company like WWE can deliver on with just these huge names, huge backstory, The biggest stage, like it it hit all the marks for me, right? I think you could have gone with Edge winning and it would have felt special for a very different reason. But to Kyle's point there, they've been booking Roman Reigns so strong for so long. And it kind of got lost in the mix of this Daniel Bryan Edge competition for who's going to get the spot at WrestleMania. Um, I think they took the focus off of Roman for a hot minute there. Maybe that was by design, but... I did like the fact that it kept Roman strong coming out of this because I thought they were going to go the route of Edge pins Brian and Roman still he took the L, but he doesn't look weak in defeat. Right. So I'm really happy with this. I I think it played out perfectly. I think the um, I mean, we can I don't know if you guys are going to break down the entire match, but there's a lot of cool stuff in it. But I think that to your point about where do we go with Roman next? I think they're saving him for something special, right? I mean, I don't know if it is a, another mega match with Brock Lesnar, which feels played out to me at this point. I don't know if we're going to go, you know, Bobby Lashley Lesnar in the future. I saw somebody tweet out that I follow Bobby Lashley Lesnar, Roman in triple threat, or are we going towards this mega Roman rock match next year at Mania and they're going to keep Roman strong till then? I don't know, but I think from a business perspective – Roman is the hottest he's ever been. He has the most interest, right? And inorganic interest, not forced corporate WWE interest, the most organic interest he's had ever in his run. And I think keeping the belt on him right now was the right call because I don't know who challenges him next, but he still has something special about him that has not been broken yet. And that's cool.
2: Justin, how about you? What do you think? I mean, besides for maybe Sasha Banks or Bianca Blair, he is by far and away and has been since the summer the best thing going in WWE the most interesting thing going and you know i certainly don't think he's been booked too strong he just uh, you know quote unquote tapped out to daniel bryan at the last pay-per-view uh he had to beat kevin owens by kind of underhanded means in, in their series of matches um but the finish i thought was incredibly ballsy let's keep roman reigns strong let's keep him going I didn't really have much of an interest in, in nor do I think there is a real need to put the title on edge. Uh, he, he seems to me more of like a special attraction right now. You know, let's let's keep the belt on the, on the guys that are probably going to be here for a while. Um, an argument could maybe be made for putting it on Daniel Bryan, but uh, that doesn't seem all that uh, interesting at this point.
0: Look, I think we all know Roman is the long-term like top guy at SmackDown. So to both of your point, if you did a detour with either of the other two guys winning here, we all know where it's going back eventually. Sure. So, uh, you know, I didn't have a problem per se with the finish, and it was a very good match as well. Um, and I think there's a strong argument that Roman still should be the champion based on what we just said. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if it's going to be like you get to a point where no one believes the heel champion's going to lose. You got to mm-hmm. like, I get this whole thing of, oh, you want to keep Roman strong, but there's a lot of time between these big shows. And it's like, you know, there's 12 months to the next WrestleMania. We all think that he's going to, they're going to want him to work with Rock, right? Mm-hmm. And what do you do the other 11 months and 30 days with mm-hmm. this guy? So I think hopefully there is some semblance of a plan. I know there's one guy a lot of people would like to see in there. Feud on top with Roman, but we shall see. I I think there is a bit of an argument that maybe you've booked this guy so overwhelmingly strong that no one's going to buy him as losing. Anytime,
3: I, You know, I, it's it's interesting because I think you're like, it's it's Roman is a week-to-week champion, which is what makes him different than some of the previous attraction champions, right? Like Brock Lesnar, Bill Goldberg, they were the big names. Brock Lesnar, the big heel that nobody could conquer. He wasn't on TV every week. Roman Reigns is, right? Roman Reigns has Paul Heyman in his side like Brock did. But Roman Reigns got to cut a promo every week or deliver a match. And I think, Kyle, to your point, that's what makes him different. I, I, I think we're talking about a mega match in the future with Roman. What I would like to see, you ask me where I thought we could go with this i would like to see a guy like biggie biggie lost the IC title tonight at some point as a baby face he's got to have that big win over the big heel and i don't maybe SummerSlams too soon but damn you put him in there with roman reigns and he conquers the guy that's been invincible for a year at that point it makes baby or biggie's baby face win feel that much bigger because he finally did it. but i don't mean you know the, the previous long runs like cm punk right he had this over year long reign but he went from a good guy to a bad guy in the span of that title run and I don't think it ever felt too long and he had some big matches, but Roman is kind of the same guy every week. And I think that's the challenge around booking him right now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thought too, is is where they would go out of this. I, I, you know, I almost wondered, are we going to get a Brock appearance here at the end or something like that? Really crazy to send the crowd home, happy getting that big moment or something, but we didn't get that. Obviously. And I think they're saving that for months down the line. And to Kyle's point. Yeah. You, you got 11 months. What's he going to do? I mean, they could, they could do something with Cesaro. Um, I know he just lost to Cesaro, but Rollins Reigns could be interesting uh, in a few months. I don't think you do it right now. Big E, I think, yeah, is the ultimate destination as far as like a dream baby face heel match that they could do at a SummerSlam. I think that should be the working plan for SummerSlam. I well, think and, they can they can make that happen. And the Edge stuff isn't over either.
2: They can get a couple more pay per views mm-hmm. out of Edge and Reigns. Yeah, agreed.
1: Okay,
0: I'm gonna say something. Maybe I oh should, boy. but I'm gonna say it. So no, this is this is good. I think okay. it's, gonna, it's gonna back up what we were all we just saying. There Famous a, last
3: words, huh? Yes.
0: <laughs> there, there, there are a lot of people in WWE, Vince McMahon, unfortunately, is not one of them, that thought Big E should have won the Rumble and been in this match against Roman Reigns. So he has support. Unfortunately, it's not from the number one guy in the co- the one who matters ultimately. So I you know, I, I hope that's where they go and Michael said something that kind of made me actually rethink my original thought when it's like, okay, well when he does lose, you want it to be a roman that is. You want it to be this huge thing, right? You don't mm-hmm. want him um whatever baby face he makes, you want it to be this huge almost promotion shifting moment. So, if it is going to be something like Biggie, yeah, you do want to have Roman as strong as possible when he takes that one L. Um, it's just, I, I think there's going to be, they're going to have a challenge keeping him interesting on a week to week basis. So it's going to be very fascinating to watch that
1: play out on SmackDown over the next couple months. So, do we want to deep dive on the match itself right now? Do we want to come back to it? Do you want to talk about the structure of the match right now? I'll kind of leave it up to you guys. But I thought it was, I thought it was a very good match. I thought, um, you know, the women's match, I was very much looking forward to that. This followed the women's match, but I didn't think the women's match really hit. We'll come back to that one here in a little bit. Um, Then there was that lull where it was like a big delay till we got to the main event. And then they got there and they heated it up again. I thought they had an excellent outing. I thought seeing Edge get that moment, despite the heelish (laughs) antics in recent weeks, Edge makes his entrance. The crowd goes apeshit for him. He got an awesome WrestleMania moment, which... You know, for a guy who went through what he did to come back, get that big pop at the Rumble last year, and then basically work in front of nobody for months, get injured, work back, work in front of nobody again for a couple of months to see him get the WrestleMania moment out there in front of 25,000 people. I thought that was pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, in the match itself, any, any call outs you guys have to anything you notice in there that you wanted to talk about? Other than the, the pinfall, obviously, that we, we had already mentioned. Uh Michael, you mentioned some of the spots that you wanted to talk about. I,
3: I, I rewatched the um, WrestleMania 20 main event. The Chris okay, I can't mention his name, but I'll say it Chris Benoit, Sean Michael's. HBK. As we often
1: say. Yeah. <laughs> right.
3: That's right. Because I thought the dynamic here felt similar, right? The kind of the technician specialist, the more standard prototypical Triple H Roman Reigns comparison there. Edge coming in as kind of that HBK role. Um and it was a fun rewatch, but but there were some similarities, right? The, the cross faces and obviously comparison the tap out moment right the hand falling down and and all that stuff and um i i was really glad i did that because it prepped me for this but i thought that like there was some really fun spots the thing that i like the most and this is irritates me in pro wrestling when they don't think about psychology of no dq matches but they had juso uso involved from the get go right out the gate he was involved and edge took him out as part of that story and it was really cool because they had a reason for getting him off a of ringside but then later on when he showed back up again it had that moment of impact that like oh crap he's back i wasn't expecting that and i just want to call attention to that detail because i thought um that was something that gets overlooked a lot of times in wwe matches is they just kind of like
1: oh do we lose michael Oh no. Oh, oh no, no. He's frozen. Hey. Unfreeze. <laughs> Unfreeze him. Unfreeze. Him. <laughs> My We're doing bad. this live, pal. All right. Uh co- well while we wait for Michael to come back, uh Justin, I saw a little jolt of excitement yes. go through your body but, when uh <laughs> when he mentioned uh the crossface spot. think.
0: No, <laughs> that's, no, just no, no. He, that's just what he's sitting
2: on, by the way. It, it was uh the when you started talking about WrestleMania 20 and the comparisons to this one. I just kind of want to take a peek at the the alternate universe where Triple H d- drapes Chris Benoit over
1: HBK at Bits. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. One okay. year after WrestleMania 19. Can okay. You All, right. Oh. All right.
0: Honest question Does Madison Square Garden burn if that happens? <laughs> yes. <I laughs> think second, it does. second question Do I drive from Cleveland, Ohio to New York City to burn it?
1: <laughs> if that had
0: happened i mean holy shit what are you doing justin making me think of Ooh. triple h two baby faces that no. would have been epic you
1: know i what? mean i didn't know kyle ross in 2004 but i can imagine i <laughs> could see you driving there with the matches in your hand yes
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I was that was actually you it's funny i don't mark quote unquote mark out that often for matches in the modern era but god i remember just chopping my buddy what a waste of <laughs> mark out that was that night but um <laughs> You know, as for the match itself and comparing it to WrestleMania 20, maybe. Um, I, You know, I think we've talked about this on the show. I don't love triple threats in the sense that they're all kind of work the same. It's two guys doing stuff, one guy laying around. This one, there wasn't as much laying. Yes. They, they, they worked it in a brisk pace. I thought Michael made a great point when they went immediately to the Uso interference to like immediately remind you it was no DQ. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and and that did catch me by surprise when it it started. I was like, whoa, okay, we're right into that. Um, But yeah, it it felt like anyone could win, I guess, the whole time. There were arguments for everyone. Um, The video package was tremendous ahead of time. We mentioned it last night. The promos on the Go Home SmackDown were great. Um, Yeah, all action, I can't complain. This was a very good match. Don't know if it was as as good as the main event from night one, but... Um, very, very good to great.
1: Nonetheless, Mike, we got you back. Yeah, we'll see how long this lasts.
3: I've never had this happen. My entire internet my at midnight after WrestleMania, my whole home internet went out. So I'm, um, connected to my 5g on my iPhone right now. So we'll see, but no, it was, I think comparing the two main events is weird, um, because they're so different in scope. But I did think that just a lot of really, everybody got, you know, as I like to say, I don't can we cuss in this show, but everybody yeah, got their go shit. Ahead, in. Do it.
1: Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> everybody got their shit in right so um i just thought it was just a great daniel Bryan had his spot the fun moment with edge and him both holding on to the crossface edges character like his character work cannot be spoken highly of enough his facial expressions the the mannerisms he delivers in these matches um he came back as a fully formed actor wrestler and i think that's really showed up in some of the s- slower moments in these matches and i really appreciated that so yeah just loved it i dug it i dug it man dug it
1: that's a great point about his acting, because you, yeah, you definitely see that improvement. I think from his previous run, for sure, with the I, facial reactions. Yeah.
0: I, I could do without conflicted edge, though. That's always been like, when He's just so stunned, and he's just he's so psychotic. He just he just he has no idea what to do anymore. My God, I these these kickouts. I just I can't live with myself. Um, so I, I think the edge dynamic is something we should touch on before we move to any other match. It's fascinating and we talked about this in real time when they pivoted how they turned him into a heel or tweener for this match, especially when you view it against the backdrop of the crowd reaction tonight. The crowd clearly pop I mean I know Alter bridge we all love Metalingus I mean what a song. Huh? Mm-hmm. but um you know the crowd popped for him as you know that, that he had a six. I just I'm fascinated that WWE internally, felt this guy as a baby face, you know, with his backstory going against Roman, that wasn't, you know, that they midstream decided that wasn't the way to go. And they went with this three way.
2: Can't, can't you about guarantee that was edge's choice though, that he wanted to bring a little bit more to it than just, you know, white meat, baby face. Huh? I, I would about guarantee that he, he has the, uh, the power to say, "Hey, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to be a little bit more of
1: a tweener in this." Well, he, he does. He's been in creative meetings. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. He so yeah. he had ideas for what to do when it was just him and Roman, and they weren't very good, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I heard From what one, you've been told. Yeah. Yes, I heard one, and it wasn't good. <laughs> what I was told. So. Vince actually was the one who came up with the idea for the three-way. And people were kind of like, yeah, I don't know. And, but the alternatives kind of didn't have a leg to stand on. And that's how we wound up there. I I just think, what do you guys think if they had just done edge as they had brought him back versus Roman better, worse, the same than this three-way idea.
1: I, probably about the same to be honest I think you look at it on, on the surface and you think you add someone like Daniel Bryan to it the crowd's going to be there you get the yes chance it adds a little bit of hype to it but you know, we've talked a lot about Daniel Bryan in the last few months and how he hasn't been pushed as like a big factor on SmackDown whatsoever in months and months and months and months mm-hmm. so getting him in this match you know, it felt uh, I mean even after Elimination Chamber it still kind of felt odd that he would get that opportunity but he's Daniel Bryan I mean he's a living legend at this point so now looking at what happened, though, I think probably could have just done Reigns Edge and would have been about the same, to be honest. What do you guys, what do you think, Justin? I think it was a lot more impactful having him pin two guys
2: at the same time, especially the two guys that he pinned. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. If, if the goal whole log was just to get Roman over, yeah, I mean, <laughs> pinning two guys is better than pinning one, isn't it?
1: <laughs> but he's already, I mean, he's already I this think- dominant champion for months and months and months. Yeah, Michael.
3: I think from a storyline perspective, I think like, I think you're right. It was a little bit, it was weird, right? Elimination Chamber was a weird pay-per-view. The finish there was kind of awkward. Edge's tweener character never felt quite right because he, people love him and they wanted him to win. But you look at the way Vince McMahon and WWE always books their WrestleManias They always want to book multi-man matches and they always want to have as many names in the marquee as possible, right? It's not it can't be a tag team match, it's gotta be a four corners match, right? And so adding Daniel Bryan, I think, in their minds, gave this match that extra lift that maybe Edge on his own didn't do.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and do you know what else they love doing? Michael is they love kind of confusing the audience, like making it harder to guess what's going to happen. And I think bringing Brian into the equation did accomplish that where it's like, well, here's this third way we can go now instead of just, you know, either or. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was better or worse. It might, you're right, Ryan, when you said, eh, it's probably the same. Um, You know, I love Daniel Bryan. So it's always great to see him in a big time match, but yeah, it was a very good match and uh, we'll see where they go from there.
2: listen to marketplace wherever you get your podcast nobody builds 5g like verizon builds 5g because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in america and the more you do with 5g the more building it right matters the more your network matters the more verizon engineers going the extra mile matters it's us pushing us it's verizon versus verizon 5g built right from america's most reliable network most reliable based on rankings from metric second half 2020 u.s report of three mobile networks results may vary award is not an endorsement
1: all right so let's talk about the open to the show before (laughs) we go any further (laughs) so um how can i put this without cussing too much so you start the show okay i think all of us probably thought going in that you were going to have the women's Raw title match be the opening, right? Because last night, you know, they did the WWE title match first, SmackDown's women's last. I figured they reverse it. You do the Rhea Ripley Oscar match here. And so, you know, my I have two daughters. My five year old doesn't really watch wrestling, but she likes watching the women wrestle. We, I showed them the Bianca match this morning. They went crazy for it, right? So she was pretty pumped as the show started. And then it's going to be the Fiend thing. And I never in a million years would have thought that that was what they would lead off with. Not just because uh, it's not the hottest character right now, but also just because it's kind of an adult storyline, right? I mean, the Fiend is not great for young kids. It's the first match of the show. Uh, You go back to the Attitude Era. And even during that era when it was Crash TV on Monday Night Raw every week, they saved the most edgy stuff for the second hour of the show every week despite pushing the envelope you know they they didn't do really do risque stuff in the first hour so in this era we're in now where it's like basically pg wrestling they put the fiend on first it seemed really really odd to me also because you would think like you put the fiend out there when it's dark out like darker out i don't don't know like the first match of the show this, this was bizarre to me so I'm saying like um, I don't to my five year old. I don't think you should be watching this, and I'm trying to get her out of the room. A little when, good parenting, huh? And then when that <laughs> happens, uh, my two year old wanders in, and she looks at the screen, and she sees the fiend, and she busts out crying and screaming for my wife. And I'm like, great, what a fantastic way to start WrestleMania! And I'm like yelling for my wife to come get the girls and stuff. I mean, not just from the perspective of the storyline is absolute dog shit and you're leading off WrestleMania with it. But just from like a broad broadcasting perspective, you know, why are you putting that out first? It doesn't make any sense from like a match layout perspective that that's your first match, you know, and then, and then you follow that with a heel versus heel tag team match (laughs) that has no heat. This is why this show, which was very good through the middle was digging out of a hole because they started off so bad. Like nobody that has watched wrestling. I don't care, man. Some people might come after me for this. If you have watched wrestling for any period of time, I don't know how you can think this fiend stuff is any good. It is freaking awful television. So to actually be in the meeting backstage, it's not, where good, you're, Ryan. It's not good at all <laughs> to be in that meeting backstage and to be talking about the layout of this card and to say that that should go on first. How in the hell does that get put through from all of those different angles? I don't get it. And then look, it didn't get a great reaction from the crowd. No Big shocker. The crowd booed. The Alexa bliss thing was freaking terrible. I mean, it's one of those things where if you're watching that and someone comes in that doesn't watch wrestling, you're like embarrassed to be watching this. What the hell is this? This is freaking (laughs) awful television. And I wanted him to write off the fiend so bad when that was over. He, they did the whole disappearing thing. Whatever. I am so over it. It's terrible television. It had no business leading off WrestleMania from a number of different perspectives. Kyle, so you raised your hand. You got you're something. hot. Um, I you am know, hot. It's awful.
0: You know what's funny is I tend not to get as excited about things that over deliver as a lot of wrestling fans. Maybe we saw some of that last night. And similarly, I don't tend to get as upset about things that stink like this because I knew this would stink. Believe it or not, I thought the match itself was not as horrible as I was fearing it might be. Now, the finish was absolute 189% cow dung. Hideous. Horse manure. Pig shit. (laughs) Whatever you want to say about the farm, that was it. Yeah. Um, you talk about being embarrassed. That Firefly Funhouse song has to go. When it was on, I heard my wife like kind of walking down the stairs. I started tapping my foot on the ground really hard, being like, "Please let this be over. Please let this be over <laughs> before she comes in." Because I just that's with her, the the song and Alexa was skipping. It just it's very embarrassing.
1: It is. Also, it's horrible.
0: <laughs> um, I agree with a tweet, Lance Storm. And I know some could think Lance might be a stick in the mud. If I could be serious for a moment, but. What do you think about entrant number one comes to the ring? Then we go to the video package. Before I don't like that at oh, all, no. he, he criticized it. I thought he was spot on. Uh, speaking of tweets, I agreed with uh, Zach Hadorn, who was on the show last night, he had a tweet that you know, um, the one thing that no one wanted out of this match was for this program to seemingly continue. That, that's like the one thing that could have made it worse. Like, yes, fin- finality is all oh, we were looking at, we could hope mm. for it, out of this deal. And you know, maybe Randy Orton's out of the storyline, I guess, now. But you know, this wrinkle of, oh, is Alexa, you know, does she control the fiend? And now she's like, you know, she created this monster and now she's gonna like rule him, or th- that it's just horse manure. And that finish is so bad how he just stands there looking at the black goo and he you know eats the rko that's it that it's like such a weak finish and we should mention the red lights very bad that's the the
1: The red lights yeah the goo dripping down alexa's face because everyone's like laughing it's just freaking awful yeah
0: i mean this finish didn't get over we should also mention michael cole a (laughs) this made me laugh a box-like structure he kept that's like the most WWE speak ever for <laughs> Michael. And then it was a Jack in the box, like structure later in the show. Yes. So, I mean, just uh, I, I was howling at that as far as this match opening, because I know you were hot about this. Look, I didn't have a my kid was already up and in, in bed uh, here in the Eastern time zone. Um, you know, as someone who you know has her in the room while I'm listening to the Jim Cornette podcast, I don't really think I should be giving anyone pod, uh, parenting tips. Um, you know, by the fifth, by the fifth fuck, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. She hears me say it anyway. <laughs> we'll keep rolling with it. But um, I, you know, I guess you could have reordered everything. And I'm not saying this should have opened. They probably should have had one of those middle three matches open. I guess oh, it's,
1: it's a it's an easy fix. It should have been the IC title match. Big E is the hometown guy. It's in Tampa. I know he lost. Well, yeah, yeah still, not that finish. Yeah. I, I still think you open with that though. Okay. I mean, this finish, or what did this yeah. finish do? Yeah. I mean, I think you open with this. Big E gets the big pop to start the show. Yes, he loses, but you think you're gonna get, you know, a fairly good match out of the two of them. I but, think that's it. And then you're you're putting on Orton and Fiend at uh like the fifth spot. You know, you could even or you rearrange that a little bit and done Ria and Asuka and then this or th- this before Ria and Asuka, either way. But I, I just think you have to move it back in the show. It just doesn't make sense from it's it's the most pushy thing on the show. There's it's still fairly early across most of the United States. Of course, they've been pushing themselves as a child friendly product oh, now it, for years. And I, to think have you're taking, for I think you're one, taking
0: that a little too personal from that. Regard. No, I don't. I,
1: I think it's bullshit scheduling and i think anyone that books television should know you're going on at seven o'clock six o'clock five o'clock across the country why would you put that on first it doesn't make any sense i
0: don't think the fiend is that scary
1: <laughs> well you're also 40 years old
0: <laughs> okay like I, mean, like I mean like i mean even i guess like but i, I, don't I think know.
1: the old like the original fiend when he first started not yeah. so much but this like mask thing he's wearing now was like in the, the hype video show and all that and stuff. I mean, for young children, it is pretty scary, even sure. though the storyline, the storyline's scary for those of us our age, but for other well, reasons, but one more thing. The other problem with this is the whole peacock thing, because, you know, ordinarily, if I was watching this on the WWE network, I would have paused it and then I would have fast forwarded when it was over or something like that can't do that because we've got a streaming app in 2021 that you cannot pause and rewind or start from the beginning when a live show's on awesome thank you so much Vince McMahon for your greed terrible service go ahead you
0: know, I forgot what I was gonna say <laughs> hold on so uh, many
1: issues with this
0: um you know I think as far as it going on early going on late I think you had to be Look, I think the big solution to this problem is this is a program that should not have been booked in the first place. I think that's the easiest way out of it. Well, it's not
1: a hot program, so why do you lead off with that? I mean, just from all the other stuff, the parenting stuff, the kids stuff, the time, it's it's the opening match of WrestleMania. You you know, yesterday we had the show rain delayed and we had to wait 45 minutes. Now everyone's rearing to go and they put the fiend out there, which is like the storyline with the least amount of hype this side of tamina snuka yeah
0: (laughs) who who apparently is improving people were behind her we can get to that a little bit but um i think look again it goes back to my point of this is just bad because here's the problem if you put it on later in the show you risk killing the crowd off for the rest of the show i think by putting it on early it's just like it's over and you got a stream of good matches and you know people kind of forget about it of course they had a then replay a video package in the middle of the show, <laughs> reminding you, which I thought was odd.
1: Well, so if that's the I, theory, why did you follow this with the tag match too? Which obviously wasn't going to have any heat. No. I, I get what you're saying, and that I, it kind of worked because by the middle of the show, I was definitely getting into it. But it took me a while to get yeah. into the show, like an hour or so before yeah. I was feeling it.
0: It's interesting because we talked about this last night, right? That you know, you for they couldn't open with the women's title with Oscar and Rhea Ripley if they were going to do the women's tag second. Again, I don't think you should be making concessions for that women's tag regardless, but they're not going to open with two women's matches. I guess they could have shuffled everything around, whatever. But, um, you know, for a long time in WWE, they did open with kind of the crappier matches from like 98 to 2000. It seemed like, um, I want to say like WrestleMania, like in the attitude here, the openers, sometimes were some real dogs. Remember that hideous battle royal they opened with at WrestleMania 14? But again, that's just a shitty battle royal. It's not like some... Like god awful storyline they've been pushing for months. So mm-hmm. I don't know. No matter where they put this on the show, it was going to suck, and that's ultimately the problem. To be honest, if this match would gone first, if it would have gone on fifth, if they would have put it on next Tuesday, it would have absolutely
1: reeked ass. <laughs> it would have. There's probably and, no saving
0: and, it. And you, and you talk about parenting, by the way. Uh, did you explain to your children at any point about the old white man in the pirate suit that opened the show?
1: <laughs> no. No. Okay. Didn't. Okay. <laughs> oh man all right let's let's move on from that one and honestly the the tag match i don't really have a lot to say about i mean what well, like what i said it it didn't make any sense to have these two teams going at it when you should have just done the riot squad a babyface team that some people are behind that want to see get an opportunity um you know instead they did tamina and, and natty veterans but Two heel teams like they did their best to get the crowd behind them. And they, it worked a little bit like the crowd kind of got behind them by the end. But no real heat Two bummer of matches to start the show. I
2: thought that, to, to me, the most interesting thing about this match is, I mean, the, the rumor mill is, is swirling around this match right now because the rumor is that prior to the match, Naya gave no indication that she'd let Tamina body slam her. And when Tamina did actually body slam her, completely tore both of her bicep <laughs> muscles.
1: Unbelievable. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's the rumor. Are they going to do a rematch either in Atlantic City or maybe just go at it at the Silverdome? I, they've the got words? to. They've got to. <laughs>
0: hey, Tamina did compare her and Naya to Andre once on Twitter, so there you go. Um, you know, Ryan, you had a really good combat yesterday um and i just wanted to reiterate it about the nxt tag division and how there's this effort to you know brand the teams or, or, or make it kind of seem like they're a team and just not this thrown together mess and how that was really apparent during tag team turmoil last night i actually thought this was better than turmoil last night I thought that turmoil match was just so atrocious but oh it was yeah you know you think back to that and you watch a little bit of this uh Becky is apparently on her way back. Ronda reportedly on her way back. Man, there's like a real sharp dividing line set to form in the WWE women's division of the haves and have-nots. You'd think to a lot of those people that were in that turmoil match last night, good luck not being fodder for the Mm -hmm. next 11 months. I mean, you got about six to eight women who are legit top women in this company, you know, the four that were in the title matches the last two days, Charlotte and Bailey didn't work. And then the returning Becky and Rhonda, these other people, good luck getting many wins. Yeah. I, and you know, quite frankly, I don't, I don't weep for them either. I know that's going to sound really harsh, but I just think there's a lot
1: of JTTS <laughs> right now <laughs> in the uh, WWE women's division. Yeah. So yeah, obviously they retained not to, uh, not much to say Zeus kind of pointed that out to He said after all this stupid stuff to build up the storyline across two days, just to have them retain, you know, yeah.
0: I, I like Shayna though. I, I was happy to at least see her, um, get a tap out win over. Yes. The, you know, yes. Daddy. You know, uh, as,
2: as you guys have already pointed out about the faults of this, this tag team match. The thing that I can't wrap my head around is the amount of time they got considering it was just thrown together and, you know, kind of two hodgepodge teams. They, I mean, they got 15 minutes compared to like, the next two matches that I think we all really liked d- didn't even get 10. or
0: barely Second
1: longest 10. match on the show. Second longest match on the that, show.
0: Yeah. That makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. I know some people are say, oh, you know, the crowd is popping a little bit and, you know, whatever. But come on, man. No, Nobody yeah. really cared.
1: A um, couple of things I want to point out. Number one, Michael, he mentioned a second ago his internet was cutting in and out. He's not going to be able to return just DM me. So sorry about that, but it's fun to have him on while he was here. Maybe we can get him back on in the future, but thanks Mike for joining us for a little bit. And then yep. as you see scrolling on the video right now, we're thanking our patrons of the show. We had a new user join our Patreon during WrestleMania tonight. So hey! yeah, shout out to Camillo who has been a longtime supporter of our show. He's always pushing our stuff on Instagram. Very much appreciate him joining the Patreon page and, uh, He joined at the tier to take part in our book club and our monthly zoom hangout. So we'll be talking to him in the next couple of weeks. If you want to support the show, find out how to get bonus content, join us on those zoom calls. The book club, uh, we're doing death of WCW right now. We will be having a patron only question and answer session with Mr. Brian Alvarez when we finish up, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, Check out patreon.com slash top rope nation. You can find the link right here in the description of the video or the podcast uh wherever you're at. So, thank you for your support as always patrons. Let's uh yeah, this is where the show really started uh turning for me. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn despite the involvement of Logan Paul who thankfully took a stone cold stunner oh. from Kevin Owens. Uh you know these guys; they had a pretty good match. It wasn't the best match Owens and Zayn have ever had, but they were both amped up, especially Owens. He was hyped for this thing. We didn't get Kevin Owens coming off the pirate ship, but uh, still had a—I mean—a solid match. And this is where I start because I like both of these guys. Where I started to to get back into it a little bit. Um, what did you make of this match, Justin? Let's throw it to you first this time.
2: Uh, missed a little bit of it because uh, put my kid to bed. Uh, a kid who had pointed to my TV during the opening match and said, scary. See, it wanted me to change the channel. Yeah. Uh, really dug it. This was the moment when I started looking at the, the match times, because it just felt to me like they had another five minutes in them at least. Uh, but obviously they went almost exactly five minutes shorter than the women's tag team match. Uh, love the match. Really good match. Nice little callback to their, their battleground. Match, which even shockingly JBL mentioned,
3: hmm.
2: uh when Sammy went for the haluva kick and then held Kevin Owens like he was going to go for another one, then you know that led into the barrage of super kicks. But uh, I mean, those two guys have great chemistry, and I I was really looking forward to this match, and I, I think it delivered.
0: Yeah, it, uh, yeah, I, I was in tears when JBL referenced that match. You know, that Battleground 2016 match is very interesting in the sense it's one of the very few times in the modern WWE that a mid-card match, for lack of a term, was allowed to go all out and kind of steal the show. Like, that was mm-hmm. a very good match. It's very well regarded among the cage matches of the world and mm-hmm. whatnot. I, I, this did not hit that high, uh, in my opinion. But, you know, like Justin said, they weren't given a ton of time. I thought they did a good job with the time they were given. Um, it was worked fast, like a sprint. I know you know, kind of trading big moves and kickouts isn't for everybody, but I, look, I think this is the way, especially after those first two dogs, that mid-card yeah. matches should be worked in WWE, at least more of them. Um, I thought there was a funny moment on commentary with Corey Graves correcting Michael Cole on the Michinoku driver, and Cole saying, yeah, the internet's already been all over me all weekend, which <laughs> funny. Oh, uh, we should mention, I didn't notice this last night. Shame on me. Michael Cole filling in for Tom Phillips on the show. Tom Phillips, I think, had COVID, somebody reported, or at oh, least, really? or they thought he might. He he's, was, in, he's in protocol.
2: He was in quarantine. Okay,
0: and... quarantine. Oh. So, so yeah, that, that's why Michael Cole did the play-by-play on every match. So, you know, I mean, a tip of the cap to Michael Cole doing extra duty this weekend. I guess we should say that. Um, and then, look, Logan Paul is is not someone I like. He's actually from nearby Westlake, Ohio, uh, a little fur- not far from where I grew up. Uh, as much as I don't care for him, I, I thought the bit at the end of the match with the stunner and how they milked it was great. Yes. All through, and, and he actually did his job well, kind of like playing stupid and oblivious mm-hmm. to the whole thing. Like the crowd knew he was going to get stunned. They it, That was very well done.
2: Yeah, con- consi- considering, you know, as much as I didn't want him involved in the match and all the different ways they could have used him, I think we got the best case scenario.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, think Kevin Donner, whoever, Really like showing his, him sitting there watching the match. Um, yeah, somebody tweeted some real Pam Anderson, WrestleMania 11, like energy from Logan Paul here.
1: <laughs> he, <laughs> anyone, did, he was like out completely yeah, out of
0: it. Yeah. Anyone who hasn't watched WrestleMania 11 and, and by all means do not make <laughs> it a point to not. watch that show. It's a very bad WrestleMania, <laughs> easily one of the two worst ever, but like Pam Anderson is sitting there in the diesel Shawn Michaels main event. My God, did she want to be anywhere else in the
1: world than at ringside? <laughs> yes yeah I, I i like the ending i thought he, talk, he took the stunner pretty well I yeah he did yeah better,
0: better than vince mcmahon at msg in 97
1: also logan paul just got the crap boot out of him from the beginning he came out you know through it he, they talked about him being the big youtube star i know he does have a massive following but uh wrestling fans don't seem to like him too much good so uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then following this all right so we get the u.s title match which boy i don't know this one and the main event are pretty close for match of the show I, I probably go with the main event but i mean this was right up there for me i i really really liked the u.s title match with Sheamus and riddle um i thought that they both went out there kind of balls to the wall there's a couple uh Blown spots at the end with Sheamus looking to hit the white noise off the top.
0: You know that might have been for the best. Not yeah, to be that dangerous. Cool. I mean, who the <laughs> hell wants to take a white noise off the top rope, man?
1: I was getting a little nervous as he was setting it up, to be honest. But yeah. uh, I mean, it was a hell of a match. I I really really enjoyed that. Um, you know, I was I was actually watching this this show with my father, who doesn't know a lot about Riddle. And I was kind of telling him his backstory and how on the podcast, we pumped him up, you know, as a guy who could be a game changer, a main eventer for WWE. And they've kind of made him into a dweeb now. And I was telling him all this right as he comes out, they had a great match. And I'm like, see, this is what I'm talking about. And we joked about, uh, how are they still doing the thing with the birds? My God, (laughs) who backstage thinks that that's a good idea, but they're still rolling with it. They're still rolling with it. Yeah. But, uh, it was a good match, man. Hard-hitting match. Both of these guys worked their asses off. I enjoyed it. I mean, this is one I might watch a second time, to be honest yeah. with
2: you. Yeah, T- totally agree with you. Uh, love this match. I I guess the, the winner, I'm a little disappointed, and I don't understand how it's 2021, and Sheamus just won the a United States championship at WrestleMania against somebody, like you said, we're very high on and could be a big player in this company. Going forward for a long time, the trade off for me is that, like, I don't really want to lose that finish. Like, I I love that finish. So, like, I'm okay with Sheamus winning just because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And my big question coming out of this was considering he is uh, an icy title reign away from being a quote unquote ultimate grand slam winner, is Sheamus kind of underrated?
1: I think he is a little underrated, to be honest with you. I mean, he is a solid, solid wrestler. He doesn't really have, you know, like that personality aspect to be like a top tier guy. They've certainly given him runs trying to to do that with him. But I mean, he, the, the cliched, he's a good hand statement certainly mm-hmm. applies here. I mean, the dude will have top notch matches when you give him the opportunity to do so. What do you think, Kyle?
0: Yeah, he's a very good, consistent mid card wrestler. And some mm-hmm. people think that's an insult. It's not at all. Yeah. Like, I, you know, he has trademark spots that kind of always get over, you know, like the beats of the Bowery or whatever, that always gets a reaction from the crowd, whether he's a baby face or a heel. So yeah, I, I think he, um, uh, is very underrated. I, I feel like I wasn't surprised by the finish simply because Sheamus had put the work in since he came back. You know, I don't know what's going on with riddle outside the ring right now. You know, I think he's, uh, heading into a court of law pretty soon. So they probably just wanted to take the title off him for that. Um, But yeah, it it was very good. Very hard-hitting match. Um, I can't believe I wrote this in my notes. I actually laughed at the segment with RVD and Kali beforehand. (laughs) I mean, usually those segments are really bad. You know, the thing is, you, you observe Riddle, and when you get a feel for Vince McMahon after you watch his TV for so many years and decades, Riddle is totally... Playing
1: to vince mcmahon with this character yeah
0: and i don't know if that's good or bad because well,
1: vince if, loves it he thinks he's funny he thinks he's yeah, hilarious. Th- like that's yeah.
0: the thing it's like if, if you're riddle you're like okay well i can still be on tv if i do this but like you know the the jokes are generally not good How, that was incredible you know we talked about it on the show previous you know when he just walked off when he forgot his line and mm-hmm. how incredible yeah, that yeah. was that made yeah. air well apparently the story was that it was a pre-tape vince saw it and just thought it was funnier than whatever he was going to say anyway <laughs> of course he said, he Fuck did. It. just keep it on the tv and what does that say for your stupid scripted promos that a guy just you know saying yeah i forget what i'm going to say and walking off is funnier than your scripted promos
1: oh man I no, guess that's not too funny, but yeah, <laughs> that, that, that ties right into what
2: you know. You I'm guys were talking, shocking. what you guys were talking about about night one at the very beginning with the unscripted promos. Like, let this stuff be unscripted. You know, let let things just happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, again, this is the way mid card matches a brisk pace. You know, again, we can argue, yeah, maybe you want this to have more time, but this, the previous match and the next one, man, that's kind of how you want your mid card to flow in yeah. the World Wrestling Great Federation.
1: Um, so Justin mentioned the Grand Slam thing. I can't remember if we talked about this last night or not, but uh, AJ Styles is now a Grand Slam champion in WWE. And uh, I believe, yeah, he is the first person to achieve the Grand Slam in both WWE and TNA. How about that?
0: What an honor. Um, yes. you know, speaking of that match.
2: Wait wait, um, wait, 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 hold on. Are we moving on from Seamus Riddle? I got one more thing on it. Yeah, go ahead. I, I just wanted to make clarify with everybody, and I, you know, I gotta be me. No, it did not start raining again during that match. That's just two of the best sweaters
1: <laughs> in the biz. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the trademark. Sorry. Great yeah, to have you back, Justin. Great to have you back.
0: You know, there was another tag match from last night, not the AJ one. Um, I just wanted to touch because, you know, the next thing on the show was this bad buddy uh, plug for his 2022 tour. Mm -hmm. Coming to a town near you. Uh, Triple H uh, handed him a vibrator, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Evidently, uh, it's of this. But, um, you know, we were talking about this match last night and how odd it was that uh, Bad Bunny got so much of the match, right? Like he played face and peril and everything. Uh, Meltzer reported that issue that apparently, uh, you know, and I think we had thought maybe this was the case or had been talking about before. uh, Priest had a bad back. In that, so like that, that actually made sense a little more sense how that match was worked. I just wanted to bring that up because I there were injury because remember it wasn't going to be a tag at first,
1: dude. That's even more pressure on him to think about it. This guy making yeah. his debut and like you're going to have to carry the bulk of the match because he's got a bad back. Yeah, it makes his performance maybe even more impressive to yeah. be honest with you.
0: Yeah, they should have come out together. That was a point I wanted to make on last night's show when Priest got his normal entrance and the Bad Bunny got the spectacular entrance. They should have come out together. Playing to the point I was making about how Priest really needed the rub and to go on to be a big star to make that whole ordeal that make that whole ordeal work. You yeah. certainly
2: didn't come out of that match thinking of Damian Priest as a big deal. That's for mm-hmm.
1: sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so Apollo and Biggie, the Nigerian drum fight for the Intercontinental Championship, uh, so <laughs> I mean, this was pretty. This was pretty uh predictable just because these guys have worked so much over the last couple of months it's like they can't beat him again right so of course apollo cruz defeats biggie in the match brief 6 minutes and 50 seconds uh less than half the time that women's tag got by the way which is kind of mind blowing but uh wow. 6 minutes 6 Adam- minutes and yep. 50 seconds you know it yes. didn't feel like that short though which is okay yeah, you
0: know, I mean, just just adding minutes on doesn't make a, a match better.
1: Yeah, it was nothing to write home about, though. I mean, you know, they, they again, like I talked about at the beginning, they had the hype video where they drew the comparisons or I guess I should say point out the fact Biggie growing up in the Tampa area and everything. And that was cool. That
0: was a great was- pre tape from SmackDown. I yeah. thought.
1: Yeah, but. You know, in the end, Apollo got the victory. Kyle, not a big fan of the Apollo Cruz character. As I don't know how here. anyone
0: would be. It's a terrible, I, I dead end gimmick. It's. I can't best. say I'm
1: a fan of it. At least they're doing something with the guy. But, <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah. like I said, I agree with you. They gave him a character. I'll tell you what, it's better. <laughs> that than is than definitely the fiend.
1: true. Better than the fiend.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it's better than the fiend. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> so let's not bury the lead here. It, it, apparently, a repackaged Dabakato. Uh, is now yes. affiliated with Apollo Cruz. He came in uh, and helped him win the title. So I think Biggie is just a much better professional wrestler than Apollo Cruz. Like, yeah. just I don't really think there's any debating. I, I think it's he's leaps and bounds better. I, you know, I, I feel a little bad for Biggie for what I said before. Um, you know, I think when the New Day was first broken up. I think he even said this on, like, The Bump or Talking Smack. He's like, oh, yeah, they kind of – he alluded to, like, some big plan that they had for him and stuff. And you got to wonder what that was, quite frankly. I don't think it was losing to Apollo Cruz in a Nigerian drum match. Mm-hmm. But um that's a different story for a different day. I, but I see the booking mentality here of putting the IC title on Cruz. You give him this gimmick. And if you beat him again here, like, what the hell do you do with the guy? Like, you can't justify keeping him around, almost. I mean, if if he would lose in his first, quote-unquote, big match under the gimmick. And Big E was protected with that loss. So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe he beats the big guy. He beats Dabba whatever his name's going to be, and then he moves on to Roman.
2: Well, And and the other thing uh, the babyface Big E gets is some sympathy, you know, losing in his hometown via interference from a monster.
1: The Booker T in Houston treatment. F's the old days. Vince would have came out and he would have to pucker up being in his hometown. You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess they wanted you to forget that the big guy was uh, on television recently and Raw Underground and all of that because uh, nobody knows who he is. Yes, yeah, that, that
0: that was kind of lame how Cole and Graves had to pretend they didn't know who he was. Like, all, on, Also,
2: yeah. not a great look. Are we okay with the the... Kind of the pseudo-military look? No,
0: no it looked more like uh, Bellboy than Warlord. <laughs> African Warlord, I thought. I, I don't know. Yeah, But, Not yeah, very. I don't know. I, I think, you know, wrestling promoters, unfortunately, since the beginning of time. When they think of the continent of Africa, it's either tribal or sympathetic to South African apartheid. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah. really,
0: really would like them to, uh, you know, freshen up on their history and, you know, have a more of a progressive view.
1: <sighs> Maybe you can join my class. We'll talk yes. about that.
0: <laughs> at least the Botswana Beast did not make an appearance.
1: <laughs> yes. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> All right. Let's wrap up here. Women's title. Raw women's title. Uh, Rhea Ripley, a year after they did her dirty at WrestleMania 36 taken on Oscar, who has not had many title defenses over the last several months. So uh, I can't say that the hype for the match was great. Although at least online, you know, like a lot of people wanted to see Rhea Ripley get this moment because of what happened last year. And I'm, you know, I'm one of them. I'm what I was horrified at what they did with her after she came into 2020 with so much hype and then had her lose to Charlotte with no follow. And she's worked her way back up to get this opportunity um, definitely not as good of a match as what we saw in the main event last night, but that's pretty high standards. Um, definitely not a great musical performance <laughs> as Rhea Ripley came out. Although as Justin pointed out in the group chat, the visual was pretty sweet when she came down to the ring on, on the, on the ramp with the, uh, the eight K camera with the smoke and everything. So Keyword that was cool. being visual.
0: Nothing with the ears was good, <laughs> good about that
1: entrance. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. Uh, And, you know, I got to say, like, it seemed to me watching it, maybe I have to watch it back, it seemed Asuka just seemed a little off during the match. It seemed like she was kind of working a little slower than she normally would. I don't know if you guys saw that at all. It just seemed like the match, it wasn't really clicking. It was almost like in slow motion to me watching it. Happy with the finish. Glad to see Rhea Ripley get that moment and everything, but I didn't think it was much of a match, to be honest with you. Uh, Justin, what did you think?
2: um maybe a little bit higher on it than you guys for me the problem is you know the build going into it the investment was all based on rhea ripley losing a match last year to a completely different opponent and so the entire thing was just you want to see rhea ripley win and a large part of that is because Asuka's title reign has been very meh nothing against Asuka. she's Fucking tremendous but Mm -hmm. she's been booked pretty horribly for the past year um so it was almost like the the ending was predetermined and all of us including those in the match were just kind of ready to get there Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i exclaimed damn it because when ryan brought up the oscar thing somebody else noticed that and they said maybe she had gotten knocked loopy or something earlier or, or something. Um, and I can't find it now. And I'm very upset about that. Uh, I apologize. But um,
1: yeah, there was you know, a moment when she was on the mat late where I, I it seemed like she was kind of out of it. Yeah, just like like you said. And um, at that point, I was really noticing like, yeah, she just seemed a little off, moving a little slower than, than she normally does. Because like Justin said, she's awesome. We're big fans of her and everything. Yeah. It just seemed like something was off in this match. Yeah.
0: So what Justin said about you know, where the heat in this match was and how that doesn't really translate to fandom. He's spot on because, you know, I, and Michael Jenkinson had an interesting tweet or a Facebook comment in our group when he was talking about, he's like, yeah, I'm not really into this rear Ripley. I don't watch XT. And, you know, that's a comment that people could just jump on a guy for. And I told him I respectfully disagreed, but then I was thinking about it. I'm like, they didn't do a great job really you know, explaining Ripley's story here, right? Because like Justin said, she was avenging a loss sort of to somebody else. If you do follow her and you're like, okay, this is someone who's got star written all over, that's nice. I don't think that was conveyed well on TV. I mean, she just came out and pointed at a sign and that's how the match was made. Ugh. The the, the babyface heel dynamic here wasn't really there. Like I think Ripley was kind of the subtle heel, but mm-hmm. again, like Justin said, everyone kind of wanted her to win, and those are matches that are always death in front mm-hmm. of a live audience. And we were getting late. They redid the Hall of Fame inductions right before this, didn't they? Yeah. Which I with so yeah, I, this felt flat. It really did, and it's going to be interesting to see how Ripley is positioned moving forward.
1: Yeah, who do we think she's going to feed with? So Zeus was in the chat saying, do we expect her to go into an, an immediate program with Becky? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that uh, Io Shirai is going to be coming up soon, really? but I don't know that you'd go to that right away. So hard to say. I, I honestly have no idea where it'll go with her right now.
0: I don't know either. Um, Charlotte, when Charlotte yeah. comes back. I, I think, you know, because that makes a lot of sense based on you know the match that we talked about kind of the elephant in the room going mm-hmm. that's quite frankly
1: should also mention really quick um so we talked about last night how selfless Sasha banks is you know because she put over Bianca which was really what they had to do but sasha's never won at mania here's another instance Asuka has never won at mania either oh uh, a, lost. A combined 0 and 10 yeah lost to Charlotte at 34, uh, 35. I think she was in a battle Royal last year, the Kabuki warriors lost. So also, you know, two of the great, uh, women wrestlers of this era never won at WrestleMania. Both did the right thing here this year, putting over, you know, the up and coming stars and everything. And, you know, it should work out well. We'll see what the follow is, but, uh, yeah, selfless as well.
0: Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, when we were talking about the turmoil, this is the other end of the spectrum or the tag two title match, not the turmoil. Um, You know, the booking of the two women's title matches due to the title changes, you're strong on top, I feel. You know, even having the brand split moving forward, you've got six to eight big, you know, kind of attractions, Mm -hmm. um, you know, between the two brands. So I I think you're in good hands. It's tough over the course of a year with, you know, having it split. But if you've got four top stars, I think you're okay on a brand.
1: Yeah. So that was WrestleMania 37 um, night two. So if you didn't hear our night one review, go back into the archives, whether you are on YouTube or the podcasting platforms. And uh, of course, check us out on social media. The show is at top rope nation. You can find me at Ryan Droste. That's D R O S T E. Kyle's at T R P Kyle. Justin is at Justin joint J O Y N T uh, we'll be back real soon. If you want to make sure you don't miss any of our shows, make sure to subscribe, whatever podcasting platform you're on. We're available everywhere Podbean, Spotify, uh, of course, Apple, wherever podcasts are found, toprope nation.com, and the YouTube channel. Subscribe, help us out, YouTube.com slash Top Rope Nation. Acknowledge us. Acknowledge <laughs> us. that is right join the Facebook group as well the Facebook discussion group I think I mentioned it earlier but search Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling Discussion or you can find a link right here in the description of the show Justin good to see you glad to have you back on the show Kyle thanks for uh, surviving two nights with me here this weekend watching a lot of wrestling and, and doing that flu pod thing again there good. we go, <laughs> here we go glad-, <laughs> glad you're vaccinated buddy <laughs> One step (laughs) closer. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Appreciate your support. We'll talk to you again real soon. Take care.